At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in to the Pro Football Blitz, hour number four here. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Sunday night football starting to get pretty interesting here in Santa Clara with the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Chargers. We mentioned in the last segment, Christian McCaffrey goes in for a score for the Niners. The extra point is no good. So just a three-point ball game here, 19-16 in favor of San Francisco. But they just forced a punt out of Justin Herbert and the Chargers' offense. So 19-16, San Francisco still in the lead. Just about exactly seven minutes left to go in regulation. And the Niners remain a three-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. Your live total at 41 and a half. And I know, Mike, you've been sweating your Austin Eckler prop. We talked about these at the beginning of the show. We always do when we preview the Sunday night football game. We come up with a couple of props that we kind of like. Uh, Christian McCaffrey under 81 and a half rushing yards was one I really liked. That one's looking pretty good. Over 35 and a half receiving yards, you and I both liked for McCaffrey. That one's looking all right. And then Austin Eckler, the one you really liked, was over 43 and a half receiving yards. The young man right now is at 39 yards, and your comment off the air was just, the Chargers might not get the ball back. They might not. Seven <laughs> minutes left in the game. I mean, depends on what uh, the 49ers do on this drive. Uh, McCaffrey's over 35 and a half receiving yards. He's got 39. Okay. Um, but Austin Eckler had a chance to go over. Yes. And it was ruled incomplete. Right. <laughs> it could have been a fumble. It you very know? well could have been a fumble. Yeah, but th- those dump-off passes have been there. You know, I think at the, this juncture of the game, 
uh, Herbert wants to drive the ball down the field deeper mm-hmm. instead of dropping it off. So uh, the 49ers had a good plan, though, defensively as they settled in for Austin Eckler. Uh, the receiver, the receivers for the Chargers too, that because the Chargers uh, were they were beating the man-to-man coverage and stuff like that, and uh, you know the 49ers not really locked in at 40, uh, with the man-to-man stuff, but more zone stuff and the dump-offs, and then uh, some penalties too uh, behind the sticks situations for the Chargers. So uh, as the offense got revved up a little bit, you know the defense found some answers. Uh, that earlier on in the game were plaguing them uh, and allowing the Chargers to move the ball. Well, let's uh, go back to the last game we were talking about in the last segment. We were recapping the Broncos and the Titans, and I just wanted to bring up what is next up on tap for Mm. these two teams in Week 11. The Broncos will host the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Raiders... I mean, they couldn't even beat the Colts today, but now they get another team that they have really owned in recent seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yet the Broncos are a three-point favorite in the Mile High City in Week 11. And then the Tennessee Titans, they will play on Thursday night at Lambeau Field, a short week for the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. Packers two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Kind of interesting. We finally see the Packers come alive a little bit in the role of an underdog today. Mm-hmm. Now they go back to being favored. You wonder how they will respond. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting here. Um, uh, you know, we've been waiting, and you said this yesterday, we, we, we've been waiting for the Packers to show up right, in a significant way. Uh, and, and I thought we saw that, you know, Watson uh, could have been better in terms of a one catch, one deep ball that frustrated Aaron uh, but he kept going to him. He kept going to him, though. I mean, he's running out of options anyway, though. But I felt great for the kid. I did too. You know, Me too. He Absolutely. got off to such a rough start right. in that very first game. Right. And then uh, I think he's going to be really good. I think I, he has think a ton so. of potential. I, I think he's. I think so too. I, I really liked him coming out uh, of the draft this year. Um, he needs some confidence, obviously, and maybe watching tape. The, the thing about it, as a wide receiver and, and watching Aaron Rodgers play, he makes the game so much easier for you if you don't fight it. Yeah. Because his accuracy is just off the charts. Yep. And as a young player, when do you settle in with that fact? When do you stop fighting it and, and say, you know what? I'm not getting any help from Aaron. I'm certainly not getting any mental help from him. But uh, how about I grow up now? How about I become a, a professional athlete uh, and really understand uh, what my job responsibility is? And that's catching the football. And it's going to be accurate. So if that's... The solution here, maybe there is some upside for Green Bay because we've been waiting for this type of evidence of that. Um, but then, you know, offensively, they're running the ball a lot better than they were before, and you wonder if they're inspired defensively now, uh, if they can do en- enough things to be consistent out there. Well, let's move on here to the Colts and the Raiders, but first take a look here at Sunday Night Football, third and nine for Jimmy G, and he hits his man again. Now there's a flag on the play Brandon Ayuk this time, not Jawan Jennings. I thought it was Jennings, who's been uh, a prime target here in the second half for Jimmy G, but third and long, and it looks like we may get a pass interference 
on the Los Angeles Chargers. That would continue to move the sticks for San Francisco under five minutes left to play in this game. And they currently have the lead 19 to 16. And in the live market, they have moved to five and a half point favorites. Mm -hmm. So there's your update on the current game in Santa Clara. Now back to the Colts and the Raiders right here at home at Allegiant Stadium. Head coach Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts. They got on the board first with Matt Ryan, a one-yard touchdown run, and it was 7 to nothing Colts. Yes, Matt Ryan, the starting quarterback for Indianapolis. They added a field goal in the second quarter, and the Raiders responded with their first score of the day. Late in the second quarter, Derek Carr to Foster Moreau for a four-yard touchdown to make it 10-7. Chase McLaughlin then booted a 46-yard field goal to end the first half, and it was 13-6 Colts at the break. Enter the third quarter, and McLaughlin misses off of the upright from 48 yards out. The Raiders go on offense. A 13-play drive ends in a one-yard Josh Jacobs touchdown run, 14-13 Las Vegas, and they had their first lead of the day. But it did not last long. Jonathan Taylor breaks one two plays later for 66 yards. The two-point conversion does not convert, and it was 19-14 Colts out in front heading into the fourth quarter in Las Vegas. 11 and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Derek Carter, Devontae Adams for a 48-yard touchdown catch and run. Two-point attempt fails, and it was 20-19 Raiders. The back and forth continued as Matt Ryan finds Paris Campbell for a 35-yard pitch and catch. Two-point attempt fails again, and it was 25-20 in favor of Indianapolis. The Raiders got the ball back with less than five minutes to go in the game and a chance to win it. On fourth and six from the Colts' 16-yard line, Derek Carr floats a fade to the back corner of the end zone for intended for Devontae Adams. It falls incomplete, and the Jeff Saturday-led Colts get it done outright as four-point underdogs, 25-20 to year final. The game goes over the total. The Colts move to 4-5-1, and one, and Vegas drops to 2-7. and mm. seven. Ouch. Yeah, that was ouch. They lost to a high school football coach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Jeff Saturday-led yeah. Colts. I mean, literally, not too long ago, he was analyzing football games. Yeah, you know, for ESPN. Um, he and... was commenting on Twitter about having Devontae Adams on his fantasy football team. Oh, I yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's the guy that beats you. Now, how about the, how about the, the last play of choice? Yeah. You're yeah. on the 16-yard right. line. You can still get a first down. Mm -hmm. It's fourth and six, and you choose – you know, not only do you go to your most obvious target, right. I can understand that. You, you want to try and get the ball in your playmaker's hands. But with a fade to the back corner of the end zone? Yeah, I don't mind going to Devontae, but I would have chosen to go with the slant. Yeah. Because you cannot cover Devontae Adams on a slant. And you only needed six yards. Right, and it's one-on-one -on -one with Stephon Gilmore. Mm -hmm. um, a fade, one-on-one -on -one man coverage, he's got outside leverage anyway. It's, it's, it's Gus Bradley's defense. It's like... Cover three or cover one is it man-to-man -man coverage, and so if you if you watch wide receivers and they split, there's reasons why you put your outside foot back sometimes, and sometimes we put our um, our our inside foot back. Uh, like if you see a defender head up or shaded outside, it's outside. You know what coverage it is. And now you're going to run a fade with a corner that's really good that doesn't want to allow you to go outside. Yeah. But if you can set them up and pretend like you're going outside, now all of a sudden you got all the room in the world for a slant. And we know Devontae Adams, you can't cover him on a slant. So that's on Josh McDaniels for not understanding his players, right? Um, there's a lot on Josh McDaniels, to be honest with you. I mean, Matt Ryan starting the game. You were not prepared for that. Right. They and were not prepared for that. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, Mike, and, and – 
you know, it, it was brought up to me earlier in the week uh, just by a friend. He said, you mm-hmm. know, watch Matt Ryan might start. Mm-hmm. And, and I was perplexed by that because we know the implications with the money that they're going to yep. owe this guy. Right. And I think that's absolutely the reason that he was pulled. Mm-hmm. But so, Jeff Saturday wanted to give him that money, right? I guess so. Yeah. And and the owner caved in. Well, um, <laughs> but, but if you're the Raiders organization and some friend of mine on the streets telling me, how can you not be the coach of the Raiders and not have an inkling that that's going to happen? Well, you should have. And you should have known of the bulletin board material aspect of this game. Like what we talked about yesterday. That owner got spurned by you. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> there's bulletin board material all over the place uh, in Indy for this football game. Um, Matt Ryan went 21-28 for 222 yards. By the way, he had a 39-yard scamper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like the longest run of his career right. or something that, like that. That team, the Raiders were not prepared for Matt Ryan defensively. Yeah. Uh, and then offensively, you're facing, and we talked about this yesterday, and, and maybe a reason why if you wanted to back the Colts, here's a good reason. Uh, is Gus Bradley familiarity with the Raiders as a defense coordinator last year. I mean, he knows Derek Carr. He knows how to break down quarterbacks. He knows how to make them panic. He knows everything to make a quarterback do what he wants them to do from a defensive standpoint. Uh, and Derek Carr kind of did that, you know, with the checkdowns. And uh, sometimes he made some plays, but uh, that uh, certainly wasn't going to lead to a football game. But the Raiders were not prepared to win this game uh, on both sides of the ball, physically or mentally. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor goes off for 150 yards. I mean, <laughs> I, there's there's not enough time to explain everything that's going wrong with the Raiders right now. The San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Chargers have hit the two-minute warning. The 49ers were forced to punt, but they get a great punt, and they have pinned the Chargers down to about their own two-yard line. Uh, first down coming up here, and there's a stoppage in play. Not sure if there's a flag on the play, but the Chargers – with less than two minutes to go, trailing by three, 19-16. They will get started here, and we'll update you on the other side. We'll also talk some Cardinals and Rams. What a beauty that was. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sports book for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. That's almost the end of the game. Sunday night football from Levi Stadium in Santa Clara and the San Francisco 49ers with that punt that pinned the Chargers deep in their own territory. They forced a three and out, the, or excuse me, a four and out. The Chargers, of course, with only a minute and a half left, had to go for it on fourth down. Herbert throws incomplete, got a lot of pressure from the Niner pass rush, and the Niners take over on downs with a first and goal situation. They're now facing third and goal, and there's a lot of people here in the circus studio that are rooting for San Francisco not to score because right. the point spread is absolutely in the balance right now, Mike. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know, uh, there was an opportunity to catch, what, eight points, right? Correct. Um, there, Obviously, so. a score here would likely put them up by 10. Yeah, yeah. Uh, teasers are looking good, though, uh, for San Francisco. It, just a tale of two halves, really. I mean, Brady, it was incredible what the start that the Chargers got out to. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the clampdown in the second half by the 49ers, though, but... I don't know if that's indicative of a bye week situation. Do you kind of equate that that way? or I think that's pretty good. And... You talked about that earlier in the show, mm-hmm. and, and it, it did look like there was a little bit of rust. Uh, and you know what I've kind of noticed? It almost looks like the 49ers have so many weapons, <laughs> they haven't figured out how to use them all. It kind of feels that way, too. But then also, the Chargers do wear down. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, yeah. The big reason why you know they're giving up, what, 160 yards tonight on 39 carries, by the way. Um, including the quarterback, Rick Garoppolo. So uh, the aspects that you see in a, a, throughout a 60-minute football game, the Chargers defensively, they wear down, and an offensive line wearing down too because the 49ers developed a pass rush yes. with four, uh, and they were able to drop people. So they didn't need to zone blitz as much, but uh, they did develop a pass rush. So that's something I filed away. Um, as the Chargers get deeper in games, the, they wear down, uh, and like – I've been asked this question about the toughness in uh, football, and it really stands out in the first quarter. Uh, and are they on the same level in the fourth quarter in terms of toughness? And uh, you, you can really see the difference when, when teams kind of tail off. Elijah Mitchell there on third and goal stumbles, and he had a touchdown. Mm. If you look at that hole, 
Uh, he stumbles on third and goal, and that brings up fourth and goal with a minute remaining in this ball game. And we'll see what Kyle Shanahan is going to do here. It looks like he's going to go for it. No timeouts left for no timeouts for the Chargers. They used all their timeouts in this goal to go situation, and the last one was there on third and goal. So the Niners lining up to go for it here on fourth and goal with a minute left. Elijah Mitchell in motion there. Jimmy G in the shotgun. Very big play in this ballgame. Still plenty of time left for the Chargers to win this. And maybe they're just trying to draw him off sides here as Garoppolo is certainly taking his time. And I'm not seeing a play clock. And they'll let it run down. They'll take a penalty here. And uh, I assume just boot the field goal. Yeah, maybe a little bit more room for the yes. field goal. That kind of thing. Um, well, they call timeout. Uh, the Niners call, call the timeout. Before, okay, so, so they did not uh, take a delay a game penalty. Yeah. Uh, um, so they'll uh, go to break here for a minute. Now it looks like they're trotting in Robbie Gold, and they'll just kick the field goal. So I'm not sure why they did that. Maybe they were <laughs> just trying to draw them off sides and see if they could possibly get closer and have a goal-to-go situation yeah. that was uh, more probable for them to get in. They were on about the five-yard line or so. I was thinking that he could see a look for that formation and then call timeout maybe have a play, but – uh, yeah, maybe they were just trying. Who knows what Kyle was thinking? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a better angle for a field goal. No, I mean we call a timeout. So yeah, it, the clock was stopped. The, the game clock was stopped too, right? Yes. Was a timeout, yeah, because so, it was a timeout. Yeah. yeah. That takes one second off the clock. Mm-hmm. So there is actually now exactly one minute left in this ball game, and Robbie Gould kicks the field goal through the uprights to make it twenty-two to sixteen, a sixteen-point advantage. And this gets very scary, <laughs> where it looked like the thirty survivor entries just a moment ago when they turned the Chargers over on downs mm-hmm. were absolutely in business. Right. They've got more football to sweat here. 30, uh, 30 entries in Circus Survivor yeah. that are not uh, out of the woods just yet. After watching a uh, fumble snap for a touchdown and you lose a <laughs> game, I mean, anything, oh, everything can boy. happen, right? You didn't need to remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a difficult year. But happy about a teaser right now. Obviously happy about uh, the eight points if you took the uh, Chargers too, uh, Brady. But Well, uh, our teaser on the 49ers is not out of the woods yet Well, either. it's not out of the woods. No, I'm like right now, that's uh, – Happy about everything right now. Is that a T-shirt? Can we put that? <laughs> All right. Um, let's take a look at just a couple more games here that we've got to recap. We'll start with the Cardinals at the Rams. And uh, this one did not get off to a good start. Oh. John Wolford and Colt McCoy were your quarterbacks, replacing Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray. And the money went the Rams' way. This closed at 3.5 in favor of Los Angeles, a total of 44.5. Uh, they exchanged field goals in the first quarter. We were tied at three apiece. Then James Conner walked one in from first and goal on the four-yard line coming out of the two-minute warning, and it was 10-3 to at the Cardinals. Rams going the other way, and John Wolford is strip-sacked by J.J. Watt. That turns into a Colt McCoy to A.J. Green six-yard strike, so they add on an extra seven points there before the break, and it was 17-3 to Cardinals. Then midway through the third quarter, John Wolford and Colt McCoy we're both no longer quarterbacking in this game. Bryce Perkins came in at quarterback for the Rams. Trace McSorley replaced an injured Colt McCoy. Now, Wolford would return. He ends up engineering a drive that ends in a Daryl Henderson four-yard touchdown run to make it 17-10 to Arizona with four and a half minutes left in the third quarter. 
Cardinals would continue with another James Conner touchdown and a field goal, and now it was 27-10 Redbirds, and we were now officially in garbage time. 14 seconds left, Wolford hits Van Jefferson, 27-17 your final. Cardinals win outright as three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Game just barely stays under the total, and Arizona moves to 4-6 and six on the season. Rams drop to 3-6 and six and have now lost three in a row. And they lose Cooper Cup. Yeah. I mean, he came back to the game though, didn't he? Did he cut? Did he? Did he go off mm-hmm. once he was hurt? And I don't know if it was a knee or an ankle. Ankle, yeah. But I thought he came back. Did he Still, not return the rest of the yeah, day? Yeah, he's he didn't look good. I mean, I, I he was writhing in pain. Yeah, he's been banged up all year with the foot and ankle. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, just deflation all over the place. I, I think for this football team, uh, you know. And where do you go? Where do you turn to? Uh, not many places if you're the Rams. Uh, I thought the Rams, you know, I, I wasn't fooled by Matthew Stafford, but I, I just thought the Rams, uh, and, and, you know, you look at the Cardinals on the other side, they hadn't beaten anybody within their division, right? Um, going back to last year, uh, Kyler Murray didn't want to play in this game. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the Cardinals, they, they executed, you know, and, when they had to, and they did some things certainly uh, to get the job done, but the concern—I I don't know concern—but on the other side of it is more about the Rams and uh, and where they are uh, as a football team. Can't run the football, and uh, now you know Cooper Cup—he needs to take a timeout anyway. Uh, but I, there's no inspiration. There's nothing with this Rams football team. Um, maybe it's a youth movement, but then they haven't really drafted anybody because they went all in for a Super right, Bowl. Right, exactly. And, so, and that paid off, but yeah, uh, boy, yeah. it's, uh, they're, paying it, they're paying for it now. Paying for it now, absolutely. Um, but that's where, you know, you look at teams that could be bettable, like, for instance, the Panthers on a short week or something because of, uh, of what could be driving them or, uh, I mean, situational spots or just spots in general. I don't know what spot you would identify uh, for the Rams. Uh, from a betting sp- uh, perspective. Well, they're on the road at New Orleans this week and mm-hmm. getting three points. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, I mean, I think it says a heck of a lot about the Rams when right. when you're an underdog to the Saints. So they're going to have to play that game, I, I think, without Cooper Cup. Right? Yeah, and, I think you're right. And, and um, that probably affects the point spread, quite honestly. Yeah, because we've seen playmakers uh, affect things, you know, differently now, whether it is a receiver or whatever, the running game. I mean... Um, the quarterback as certain to a certain extent. Again, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be right. in New Orleans, too. I mean, Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton again. But, um, yeah, it's, that, that's a tough one. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to go yet with that football game with the Saints and the Rams. The uh, Saints and Rams will meet up in New Orleans in Week 11. The 49ers victorious on Sunday night football, 22-16, to your final. Justin Herbert intercepted by our guy Talanoa Hufanga. We were talking about him earlier in the year, an up-and-coming safety for the 49ers. Picks off Justin Herbert in their last-ditch effort to try and win that ball game, trailing by six, and it was over pretty quickly for the Chargers in that last-ditch effort, and Kyle Shanahan and company get it done. The Chargers do get the cash. They were anywhere from seven to eight-point 
uh, underdogs throughout the week. They lose this one by six. Niners get the victory. Chargers get the cash. And that makes a lot of people happy here in the studio. And you and I are happy as well. Everybody wins because <laughs> we were able to cash the teaser leg on the San Francisco 49ers. We'll come back and we will get to the Cowboys and the Packers. This was another dandy today that went to overtime. We'll give you the recap on that, and then we'll wrap up the show with a preview of Monday Night Football. And then to take you home for the next three hours, all the way up to midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, it is the Greg Peterson Experience with none other than Greg Peterson. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. And we were just talking about the San Francisco 49ers getting the victory. They moved to 5-4 and four on the year. They trailed the Seattle Seahawks by just a half game in the NFC West. And we were talking about the schedule coming up. We were talking about the Cardinals and the Rams. And the upcoming schedule for the Rams, we mentioned they are at the Saints. And also the 49ers are going to be in division. They will take on the uh, Arizona Cardinals, who are victorious over the Rams today. And that'll be two weeks in a row in primetime for Jimmy G and the Niners, as that will be the Monday nighter next week in Arizona, 49ers at Cardinals. And right now, Mike, I'm seeing the Niners as a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. Yeah, I mean, uh, Armstead's getting closer and closer to coming back, right? He is. Um, so the 49ers are going to get even stronger than they are right now. A uh, little rusty, probably off to buy, I think. But we see uh, the the rushing attack. We see uh, how they're implementing and using Christian McCaffrey along with Debo, along with uh, all the running backs, really. Um, the receivers, too. It'll be interesting about Jimmy G. Uh, it'll be interesting about that offensive line, defensive line. But they, they got to win tonight. You know, the Cardinals, I guess Kyler Murray will have extra time with that hamstring. But he is such a guy with quick the quick tit, uh, twitch stuff, right? And, right, right. Uh, and, and, he, and he really is speedy with his legs, and that puts a lot of strain on your hamstrings, the way he runs. For sure. Like the whole knee lift thing is not there. It's more of a low knee lift. And, I mean, he's had injury problems uh, over his entire career, and you just wonder about that. And then you, you wonder about Colt McCoy, uh, and that knee, that didn't look good. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain right there. So Yeah, you know, I like Colt McCoy as mm -hmm. a backup quarterback. Yeah, in fact, he went into San Francisco last year when Murray was yep. hobbled and beat the Niners. Yeah. And, and he was playing a heck of a game today. Right. And the Cardinals, they play differently than, than they on the, at home than they do on the road. Yes. Um, so you said it's five right now? Five and a half. Oh, five and a half? Okay. You wonder if that will change. I mean, if Trace McSorley has to play quarterback, oh. this is gonna this is gonna change, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get in front of that? I mean, I guess there's a chance that that Kyler could play, but man, well, it's a hamstring, right? And to the point that you make, 
okay, let's say Murray plays. Mm-hmm. How, how good is he going to be? Right. Here's with, the thing, too. This is with an Armstead back and Bosa. Yeah, I mean. Well, right. yeah, I, I don't know if Armstead – I I think Armstead's going to be back either next week or the following. Okay. I, I think it's – you know, they're, they're definitely counting on the following. I don't know if it'll be this week, but he's close. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that I think is an interesting handicap with the 49ers, they have typically struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson used to eat them up when he was still in the division with Seattle, and Kyler Murray has given them trouble as well. So let's say Kyler Murray plays, but Kyler Murray at you know, 75%, 80% is probably not going to give the, the 49ers too much trouble. No, I, I, I think Kyler Murray, I mean – uh, Edmonds is back, but uh, no, Connor. Connor is back. Yes. Not Edmonds. But nice Connor. game today. Nice game. Um, you know, the matchup, too, because, you, you know, you, you have the division aspect of it, but then you also have Kyle and, and Vance Joseph that know each other really well, too. So uh, that's a chess match. I, I Do you break down, do you handicap coaches that way? Like the matchup with Kyle Shanahan knowing uh, Vance and Vance knowing Kyle, not only within a division, but just throughout. Throughout well, time here a little bit. I, I do handicap it in the sense that I, I, I like to look for familiarity. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gus Bradley obviously knew the Raiders. Right. I, I look at that type of thing. Right. Uh, Kyle Shanahan knows Brandon Staley from when he was with the Rams. Mm-hmm. And then I also kind of look to like to look at like what I would call like a nepotism thing. When you have you know a number of guys on a certain staff that used to be with the team that they're facing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Brian Flores is one guy, but I think when you have multiple guys that have history versus an opponent, I think that makes a difference. Yeah, it really does. I mean, they're so close because um, I think when, when Gary Kubiak was coaching the Texans, I want to say both Kyle and Vance were on the same staff. I can look that up. Uh, that but, sounds right. Yeah, yeah, but I do know that, you know, the whole – tree thing of Mike Shanahan and now you got Kyle and Vance being intertwined with that with Gary and, and other aspects so there's there's a lot of familiarity uh, oh, within yeah. this matchup all right let's move on here and recap the Dallas Cowboys at the Green Bay Packers it was a scoreless first quarter followed by a 19 play Dallas Cowboys drive that ended in a Dak Prescott to C.D. Lamb three-yard touchdown pass and the Cowboys had drawn first blood, 7 to nothing Dallas. Just two plays later, J. Ron Kearse recovers a fumble for Dallas after Demarcus Lawrence sacked Aaron Rodgers, and the Cowboys had first and goal from the 10-yard line with eight minutes left in the first half. And then on third and goal, Rudy Ford intercepts Prescott, and Green Bay was back in business, still down just 7 to nothing. Aaron Rodgers hits Christian Watson on a 58-yard bomb, and we were tied at 7. Two and a half minutes left to go in the first half. Dallas ball on the third uh, with a third and ten. Rudy Ford again. He intercepts Dak Prescott, and the Packers were looking to take the lead before the break. This guy was a former special teams player that was called into action because of all the injuries the Green Bay Packers have in the secondary, and he was having the day of his life. We talked about the weakness for the Cowboys being their able their inability to defend the run. The Packers had 93 yards rushing in the first half, and that cl- included a 12-yard touchdown run by Aaron Jones with just over a minute and a half left in the second quarter. 14-7 to Packers, and they had their first lead of the day. Dallas now drives it down in the closing seconds of the first half, second and goal from the five-yard line. Dak Prescott to Dalton Schultz with eight seconds left, and we went to the break, knotted at 14 apiece. 
Green Bay forces a Dallas punt midway through the third quarter, and Amari Rodgers fumbles on the return. Dallas capitalizes with a Tony Pollard rushing touchdown, and it was 21-14 Cowboys. C.D. Lamb then grabbed his second touchdown pass of the afternoon late in the third quarter. This was followed by a Christian Watson touchdown early in the fourth quarter, his second of the afternoon as well, and it was 28-21 Dallas. Two and a half minutes left to go in regulation. It was Rodgers to Watson again for the third time of the game. Christian Watson with a big ball game, and we were tied at 28 all, closing in on the two-minute warning at Lambeau Field. And the next stop was indeed overtime. The Cowboys win the toss. They Remember, they were three and a half or four-point favorites in this game. They score a touchdown. They cover the number. They cannot score. Green Bay gets the, goal, the, gets the ball back. Mason Crosby converts, and the Packers win this one 31-28 in overtime. They finally get off the schneid, snapping a five-game losing streak. Yeah, you know, the Cowboys, man, they had this game. I, I, they I, did. They did. I'm I think feeling, they should have won. Yeah, I'm feeling for them because on the plane ride home, you're like, okay, how do we lose this game? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what they're asking themselves, and, and they shouldn't have lost the game, to be honest with you. But um, we, we saw things happen with for the Packers that we've been waiting for. Uh, as betters as, as anybody watching the game, and that's the emergence of these young players, you know, or one in particular with Watson. Um, uh, but there was, a, there was a time in that game, Brady, I don't know if you felt it, but where Aaron Rodgers was on the sideline after he got hit and he was looking at that thumb mm-hmm. and he had the coat on. I was like, mm, that might be it, <laughs> right? But no, he went back out there. So um, he, he, you know, I think you could say, and, and even if Dallas would have gone on to win this game, mm-hmm. I think you could say Green Bay played their best game of the year today. I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I think you can find something within that has been missing, and, and that could be presence, even if even if Aaron doesn't know how to lead these younger guys because of the age gap or whatever it is. Um, him being on the field, though, and, and as you keep making plays as a young player, you're going to gain confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was nothing wrong. We almost saw that develop in we, real time with Christian right, Watson, right? Right, right. I, I think we did. I, I think we did. Now, can they build on it, though? Uh, this I is, hope so. Right. This is where you follow insiders and try to get a feel for the Packers. And even Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is so candid a lot of times. Um, those type of feelings or those type of uh, comments, I, I think, emerging for the Packers will be beneficial. It won't hurt. Um and then we'll see if they can put it together. You know, they've been waiting for one win, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You wonder if this kind of, you know, exactly. gets the monkey off their back type of thing and they go on a sure. run. Kind of um, like Tom Brady in, in Tampa yeah, a little bit, right? absolutely, absolutely. So you've been waiting for this one win. Now that you got it, uh, we'll see what the Packers can do with it, though. Well, you and I talked about it a little earlier. First of all, um, as a fan – I love watching Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, he's one of the most talented guys I've oh. ever seen uh, in all my years of watching football. I love it when he's on a roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you and I mentioned Christian Watson. I, I love watching this young kid. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited for him. I, I love that he kind of got off the schneid as well today. Um, I'd like to see more of that combination mm-hmm. because that would be fun football to watch. Well, now, that's all aside yeah. from betting. Right. Yeah, him getting behind any defender was yeah. great, right? You see the speed. And then if you get Dobbs healthy, I mean, a lot of things get exciting for Green Bay. All right, final segment coming up, and we preview the Monday Nighter, the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Washington Commanders, and they're laying 11 points.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet, plus get Sunday Football Parlay Insurance and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. Stick around for the top of the hour as the next three hours belong to Mr. Greg Peterson. Join him for the three-hour program that is the Greg Peterson Experience. That comes up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mike Pritchard and Brady Cannon with you here for about 10 more minutes. And, Mike, we have the Monday night football game to preview. But we were talking, of course, about the Packers and the Cowboys game in the last segment. And we've talked about both of Uh, these teams, what they have coming up next in Week 11. The Packers will play a Thursday game against the Tennessee Titans. That that actually could be a pretty Mm -hmm. decent Thursday game. Uh, The Packers are two-and-a-half-point favorites in that contest currently. 
The other game is very interesting, and we mentioned this briefly as well. The Cowboys visit the Miami, or visit the Minnesota Vikings, so they're on the road for the second straight week in the NFC North division, and the Cowboys are road favorites. They were road favorites against the Packers this week. That game closed three and a half or four. That didn't work out. They lost outright. They are a little bit shorter road favorites this week, laying two at Minnesota. Yeah, you wonder about McCarthy and his ability to get the Cowboys prepared and ready to go for this type of game after – that game that they played and lost and uh, probably feeling like they shouldn't have lost that game. Uh, you know, the advantage for Tennessee here uh, is they just played Denver, Nathaniel Hackett, and Hackett was just in Green huh? Bay. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same offense, right? Yeah. Same kind of concepts and stuff. So you've already prepared on a short week. You've already prepared for that offense. At that, least partially. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, now, can they, take it, yeah, can they take it on the road? I mean, Derrick Henry, too, and – um, it'll be interesting. You know, Green Bay, obviously desperate, and they wanted this game against Cowboys. That line uh, resembled that, too, as it came down. But uh, Lambeau's a special place, you know, it, it, and I think the Green Bay tries to defend that. Uh, and it doesn't matter to coach if you try to convey it to. My experience with Holmgren, he did it, and we were able to go in there and win. Dallas couldn't. Um, but, no, Green Bay uh, is, is for the Packers is a special place, and – uh, I, I wonder if they have unlocked something, right? Uh, but there's some advantages on a short week uh, in, in terms of preparation uh, there for, for Tennessee that you have to pay attention to. Some interesting things about this game already, and maybe we can kind of turn this into a pro tip. Uh, my pro tip would be listen to Mike Pritchard when it comes to Thursday night football. Uh, you really nailed it last week. We were here on the show, and you talked about the Atlanta Falcons being involved in such a physical battle mm-hmm. uh, in that last game with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And you know that they're a very physical team anyway. Atlanta, yeah. they just like to pound the ball, the rushing attack for the Falcons, and to have to turn around and play a Thursday night game, a division game against the Panthers, you have less time to heal and recuperate from a very physical test, and you nailed it. They, they didn't look like the Atlanta Falcons that we've seen for the most part of the season. They were absolutely awful. Marcus Mariota was borderline embarrassing. Um, so I thought that was a great tip. You talked about the physicality and the short time, the short recovery time, and it came back certainly to bite the Atlanta Falcons. Now you make a good point about the Tennessee Titans and the kind of the, the getting a little bit of a jump on the preparation because Nathaniel Hackett's who they just prepared for this week. Of course, he comes from the Green Bay regime and that offense. And so maybe there are certainly some similarities where, like I said, they can get a little jump on the preparation for this week. I'll tell you another thing that we talked about on Saturday in the Pro Football Blitz, the preview edition. I want to say it's like 26 and 10. From week 10 on, the Green Bay Packers are like 26 and 10 straight up. uh, And that's, I think, since 2005 or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. And and it's because the weather changes, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, and that's the other caveat. It it was against warm weather or dome teams. Okay. Okay. Uh, and sure enough, it played out today. The Dallas Cowboys, a dome team, Green Bay Packers win. Um, of course, the Tennessee Titans are not a dome team, but they are a warm weather team, and you wonder if that will affect them. Yeah, I mean, Vrabel, he's blue collar, though, right? Uh, and they get the work done. What, what's interesting is about Derrick Henry only having 19 carries today uh, because you think about how even against Kansas City, and they weren't going to throw the football, we did see Derrick Henry on the sideline. Uh, during the course of that game for the Titans, too. So uh, they, they have to preserve him. Like, he's the only thing that they really have. I mean, 
Uh, Burks is back from, from a rookie standpoint. He made some plays. Uh, Tannehill uh, threw against that Broncos team. But when you watch Denver play, though, they give up a lot of passing yards, but they tighten up in the red zone. Mm-hmm, but for those sure. forces met, though. You know, Tennessee in the red zone is one of the best teams, if not the best team. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, think it's uh, Dallas and Tennessee, one and two in the Sure, league. and they were able to get a touchdown, which really capitalized on that. So, uh, Tennessee, uh, what I'm saying, I guess, is Derrick Henry on a short week, only 19 carries. I mean, he's going to be fresh for this game. Yep, another good point. Great, great opportunity. But then the preparation, when it's compromised and it's gone, you're doing walkthroughs uh, anyway on a short week. You're going to feel good about the concepts that – Green Bay is going to be running because it's kind of similar to what you just played today. Well, again, the pro tip, I I think, listen to what Mike Pritchard has to say about Thursday night football, and I'm not trying to make fun here. I Mm -hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense because you have the player perspective, and it – it was about your point last week, the, the physical nature and the inability to recover. Only you know that type of thing. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can theorize about it, but you know it in living color. And now talking about Derrick Henry being fresh. So I think you bring up a lot of things about these short week games from a player perspective that make a ton of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something I have kind of leaned on. And, you know, you kind of get a feel for what's going on in the building. Uh, and certainly I don't have any problem saying any about the, anything about that here on v, at Vison. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would start there. I've always, I've always started um, from a trenches standpoint anyway, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the physical nature of this game. And I think you can apply it more, though, on that short week. Yeah, absolutely. All that stuff has more effect. Absolutely, because I, I think there's been a few years, Brady, where, you know, the NFL turned into seven-on-seven. Seven, yeah. And we saw – Quarterbacks throwing the ball all over the place, and we love the scoring. We love that, but the league has told us that they want to turn back the clock and, and be physical and line up and, and run the football. And uh, I think both teams are going to try to do that. To be honest with you, because Green Bay that's their path to success to create those one-on-one matchups with those younger players. Anyway, you one-on-one, you don't have to worry about running the wrong route against zone and all those kind of things. It's okay, beat your man, and my quarterback could get you the ball, right? That kind of thing. So. Um, we are in that phase of the season, too, where, where I think matchups are going to be featured as well. All right, my friend, let's get to a quick preview here of the Monday Nighter. Of course, the Washington Commanders visit the Philadelphia Eagles, and Washington had their three-game winning streak snapped last week in a home loss to Minnesota. Uh, that was a win, uh, win against the spread for many, however, as there were a lot of three-and-a-halves in that game for the Commanders. Philadelphia with a very big rest advantage. They played last Thursday night a 12-point victory over the Houston Texans, and now they don't play again until Monday, so almost like a regular bye week there for the Eagles. Of course, they are a perfect 8-0. The Washington Commanders are in last place in the NFC East, but just a game below 500 at 4-5. and five. Right now, uh, it is a big number. We talked to Ryan Rothstein earlier in the program about this one. It is currently still Eagles minus 11 with a total of 43.5. Are you going to be involved, my friend? Uh, no. <laughs> Again, I don't uh, mess around with uh, double-digit spreads, but... Um... It's interesting, though, because I wonder if the Eagles have that killer instinct or are they developing it? Interesting. Right. You mentioned that with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Not having it. I, I think the Eagles have it more than Buffalo. If you watch Sirianni on the sideline, he definitely oh, yeah. has it, right? I yeah. mean, I, I love how the Eagles are built. And we, we have within the league, we have a, a nickname uh, for Howie. Uh, we call him Mr. Transaction. 
Yeah. The GM for Right. The he Eagles. made some good ones oh, this year. He does. I mean, we call him Mr. Transaction. But um, he has made some moves that has really enhanced his roster. I mean, Hassan Reddick uh, is incredible. They've added to the fact that uh, Robert Quinn uh, is now going to be in a mix, too, from a rotational standpoint. Um, Ryan, our guest, talked about uh, some of the depth. You know, Hargrave is playing really well. I mean, some of the depth that the Eagles have is incredible. And they're healthy. It's the best offensive line, uh, and they're healthy. Now, if they have a killer instinct, then, okay, maybe you're comfortable laying double digits. Because I don't, I don't know if that offense can be stopped. I, I've looked at it. I've, uh, I've studied it. And what they're doing right now uh, is difficult to stop. You know, Ryan made a good point. And if there is one weakness for the Philadelphia Eagles, it's defending the run. And I think Washington can be pretty good running the football. Okay. And you have to believe that's what Ron Rivera is going to try and do uh, just to keep the Philadelphia offense off the field and uh, try and, uh, you know, take advantage of that weak run defense. It's not completely weak, but it's uh, average to below average. Maybe that's a way that Washington can stay in this game. I, if I had to play it division game Monday night, I'd take the points. Okay, sounds good. That is going to do it for us. Thank you to our producer, Brian Ortega. Thank you to everybody behind the glass. Thank you, Mike. I'll see you next weekend. Keep it here for more of VSIN with Greg Peterson. It's coming up next on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus